Do you manage a sports team for a school or athletic organization? And do you need help finding qualified vetted coaches? I'd like to tell you all about my sponsorship called Coach Corner. Check it out at www.coachcorner.io, your hub for premier coaching talent. Also, are you an athletic coach of any level looking for your next coaching job in your area? Check out www.coachcorner.io, your hub for premier coaching talent. Coach Corner is a network of coaches and teams growing rapidly across the U.S., and their only goal is to help teams find coaches and coaches find teams. And now, when you sign up to partner with Coach Corner as a coach or athletic organization, if you enter referral code DOME, D-O-M-E, all caps, you will be entered into a rolling raffle for free Coach Corner swag and cash prizes. That's referral code DOME at www.coachcorner.io, your hub for premier coaching talent. Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. Uh, hope you're having a great day and a great night whenever you, it is you're tuning in. I uh, want to make a quick shout out to my sponsors, uh, Brain Fuel and Coach Corner. Um, thank you both for uh, continuing to be sponsors of the show. And I am here with a very special guest of mine. He, uh, he is an entrepreneur and co-founder of the company called Burst, which is a startup-based um, sports technology company to help student athletes into uh, the NFT business space. Um, we went to uh, camp together for like, I don't know, like 10, 12 years or something like that. I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, Grant Sapkin. Grant, it's an honor for you to join the podcast. Hey, Matthew. appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Um, what, so I want to dive into your journey a bit and how you started this company of yours. Uh, it, not a lot of people were willing to be self-employed and it takes a lot of courage, a lot of sacrifice to want to start, to start up and want to build your company and have a good mission statement and just build it from the ground up. What motivated you to want to start your own company? And I noticed you had a previous startup company before you started Burst. So why at that point in your life did you want to start your own company? And what was the inception behind selling uh, or promoting like athletes into the, the sort of digital marketing space of NFT? Yeah. Um, so really, it all dates back to the summer of 2021. Um, that's when, you know, the NIL, the name, image and likeness of college and high school athletes was legitimized across the nation. Um, and when that happened, I, you know, I really wanted to get in the sports industry and I was doing software sales at the time. Um, and I've you know, always had entrepreneurial stuff in the past, as you mentioned. When I saw that, I also saw the rise of Web3, which is all, you know, using blockchain technology, right? So NFTs, metaverse, uh, digital collectibles, you know, anything that's, you know, smart contracts. And I saw that in the tech space happening and I wanted to really bridge the gap between Web3 and that environment with sports and especially, you know, NIL and student athletes. Um, and so that's really where our form burst. And it was really December of 2021 when I took our mission, our brand, 
our, our mission and manifesto all in the NIL marketplaces. And so that was, you know, market price, mogul, influencer, a few others, um, and, and really posting our brand on there to see if athletes were interested in what we wanted to do. Um, and we wanted to really help them, you know, monetize their brand, connect further with their fans uh, and really build global brand awareness. Um, so we had two, over 2000 student athletes that, that signed up wanting to work with us, um, but we had to build a solid structure and foundation. Um, so fast forward a little bit further, you know, we took on three division one athletes. Uh, we actually tried to do only NFTs for them, but we realized our big challenge was how do you engage the fan economy? Um, and how do you really show these fans that there is real value and it's not just benefiting only the athlete, but these fans can have more proximity to their favorite athletes. They can actually do things, interact with them. They can maybe earn money from, from engaging with it. Um, there's got to be more value for the fans to see that it's worth it to own maybe that collectible or to engage with them in a metaverse environment um, and, and so forth. And so uh, we had to make a pivot. Uh, we didn't get enough revenue from just the NFTs and, you know, any startup, there's always going to be ups and downs. And so we realized we needed to gain more leverage. Um, and that leverage was to go and get strategic partnerships in the space of, of the Web3 sports environment. Um, and sports tech has been blowing up. You know, there's been a lot of companies that are diving into it and, and doing different technologies within sports. And we found a couple of good partnerships. Um, and so we now have over 150 student athletes across the nation. We have two different Web3 sports-oriented partnerships that we focus on, um, and we're really looking to scale this year. And so that first one being Virtual Stacks, um, and that's a global exchange that's backed by notable icons you've heard of, you know, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Randy Jackson, Wendell <laughs> Carter. So a lot of people, everyone, everyone knows them, right? And, and they back up this mission to empower talent all over the world. Um, and so we obviously align with their mission because we want to help student-athletes all over the world. Um, and so we've been able to onboard and facilitate the processes for student athletes that we're working with in virtual stacks. Um, and so what that is, is a digital trading card all on blockchain. Um, and people can actually buy, sell and trade that digital trading card. And that is fungible. Um, and that's all backed by their parent company, Turncoin, which is the first revenue sharing digital security um, that's actually regulated by the SEC. Um, so when people think of exchange, they think of FTX and other things that have happened in the past with, with that chaos, and, and they, none of that was regulated. And so when you have security that's regulated and you have that transparency and security behind it, you know that it's legitimate to be able to buy that share and be part of that athlete's journey. Um, you'll get different utility incentive later on from that. That'll be more collectibles and NFT focused, um, but everything is tying in to have multiple revenue streams for the athlete. Um, and we've proven that result and concept with 20 of our collegiate football athletes last December. They all launched their brands and had their auctions and people bidding. Um, and they did $30,000 in revenue in seven days. Um, so that extraordinary small success right there shows that we have a concept that we can, you know, multiply and compound with thousands of student athletes right now. Um, and that's really, you know, gave us the the foundation that we did a lot last year of testing and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, and our other partnership is with Metasport Arena. Um, and so, like I said, Virtual Stacks, they're based in Cape Town, South Africa. So it gives you a global presence there. Metasport Arena is in Europe and it gives you a presence there. So our athletes are being able to tap into more than just their core audience and fans. And that really hits on those three things, like I mentioned, right? How can they get multiple revenue streams, connect with their fans and really build that, that brand awareness to have you know a structure that can benefit them long after their playing time. Um, and I think that's what's so cool is we have an athlete right now who's, you know, just retired and he had his last season and he's still earning in the secondary market on our first opportunity with the virtual stacks and he's done playing football. Um, and I think that's what's really unique about what we're doing is that, you know, with NIL, 
there's it's more than a transaction. It's about relationship building. It's about showing the athlete that they can actually you know build something that they can control and earn after their time that they play their sport. Um, and there is a lot of more more exciting aspects to it. Um, and so really, that's the big vision behind Burst is to impact thousands of student athletes in this Web three sports environment. Um, everything from Web three to AI to sports tech. You know we're we're within that niche. Um, and in our our new our niche is student athletes, and it's really about making a, a positive impact on, on their journey. So, for those that are unfamiliar with the topic of Web three, which uh, I studied a little bit on it before I interviewed you, um, it, sum this up to the audience, if in a very simplified way, try to analyze for the audience and for anyone out there what Web three is about. And how would you summarize it to the person who knows nothing about this topic? And how would you promote Web3 to any potential athletes you want to partner with? Yeah. So the first part of your question, the simplest way to put it is everything that's on blockchain technology. So, you know, for us on Zoom right now, this is Web2. This is social media based and it's us interacting on this technology. There's nothing that's using blockchain technology. And that's really the simplest way to put it. Um, and people might ask, okay, what is blockchain technology? Well, it's technology that's you know using smart contracts and, and all those different things, right? So it's it's an alternative to the World Wide Web. Um, when you look at Web One, 1.0 is is reading text. You know, I see Zoom meeting on my on my screen, so that's the text and HTML. Web Two is social media. Web Three is things that are decentralized and using blockchain technology. Um, and so when you look at how do you your second part, how do you explain it to an athlete or just even a fan? you know, it's got to be simple. You know, when people sign up on our partner platform or virtual stacks, all they have to do is enter an email and password. You do the same thing when you register for Zoom or for Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And it's that simple. And if you make it more complex and say, hey, you know, this is the underlying blockchain technology and you have to understand this, it, it's going to be too, too you know, complex and not simple for them to understand. Um, but everything has that underlying technology where it's on Talos blockchain and it's on Ethereum and using different stuff. Um, and, and that's in turn coin, it's a security. So there's a lot more being built in, but when people sign up, all they do is an email and password. Um, and athletes understand that the fans understand that. Um, and, and that's what really, you know, helps you get through that barrier because everyone is going for the same fan dollars, but how do you, like I said, how do you engage the fans enough that shows value for them too, not just the athlete. Um, and so then also our athletes, you know, they see that those notable icons like Mahomes and Breeze, they all back our partner platform which shows that credibility that like, this is something that they can get their name behind. Um, I think as a student athlete, there's so many brands out there that want to, you know, maybe partner with them or maybe they, you know, they're trying to get their foot in the door with brands, but they have to make sure that everything that they get behind represents their brand in the best way possible. You know, they have their own reputation in, the, in their sport and as well as, you know, at their school and they have to, you know, be held of certain standards to make sure that they represent themselves in the best way. Um, and I, so I think that's, what's been helpful is to be able to have, or a partner platform that has notable people behind it. Um, and especially having results and case studies, you know, uh, in front of us, it's, it's been helpful to show the athlete what is possible because it's such a new space and everyone's trying to navigate it and understand, you know, how is this technology playing into sports? And at the same time, how can people navigate NIL? There are no experts. You know, people might say that their company is an expert in the space, but there isn't, you know, there, I was on a panel a few weeks ago talking about this and there has to be more education and resources for the athletes, right? And because, you know, schools are going to have to say, hey, like, you know, you can go and monetize your brand, but like, let me provide you with some more tools that can help you do it in a way 
that can give you an extra advantage, right? And, and I think that's what's so crucial is like, how can they handle their finances better? How can they do this and communicate with, with these leaders and CEOs and founders in a way that's representing themselves properly? Uh, there's just so much to it. And no one's really, you know, there's got to be more regulation and guidance and, and rules around it. You know, the NCAA has to put some more structure with it. So th there's a lot that, you know, has been done, but needs to be improved on um, since we've been in the NIL era the past couple of years. Um, so recently, speaking of panel, you did, you were invited to speak at NYU, which must have been an incredible experience. Describe to me what that experience was like, uh, you being a start, being an entrepreneur, you being invited to speak at a very prestigious school like NYU. Describe to me what that was like and what were you hoping that the students were able to get from that experience and what from what you were trying to promote with your brand in front of uh, those group of students? Yeah, so it was a great event. Uh, it was me and a couple other panelists, um, you know, sports agent, people on the legal side. Uh, people on the you know, side of the school, right, and helping with NIL, you know, with, with student athletes. So um, all different perspectives. And, you know, my goal was to just get across that, you know, first, it's possible to get into the space. You know, you can create your own path in there. You just have to think of something that people maybe aren't doing or just do something a little bit different, right? And, and I think that's what's important is for people to actually dive in and saying, hey, if you want to work with student athletes, go and build that relationship. Go and actually reach out to them and see what do they need most right now um, and what can you offer to help them? Um, and then two, it's just, you know, that there has to be more, like I said, more education and resources around industry and helping student athletes. Um, I know there's been some great programs, you know, I know front office sports and on three, and they're all doing, you know, all these companies are doing different programs to allow people to get certificates so they can understand the industry better and how to communicate with athletes better. So I know that there's stuff being built um, on, the, on the tech side um, that is helping student athletes right now. Um, but really be able to also show what we're doing with our brand. Um, you know, we're, we're helping, like I said, over 150 student athletes right now. Um, we've gotten great results for, for a good amount of them. And we're trying to look to scale this year and actually do things on a way bigger level. So, you know, it was, it was just those things and, and trying to, you know, answer as many questions as I could to the student, uh, to the students that were listening in that will actually go to a New York law school. Um, and they ask great questions and really how to, you know, get your foot in the industry. You know, what do you do when you communicate with athletes like, you know, in this way, so there was all different types of perspectives that we were trying to answer to the best of our ability. Um, but it was, it was an awesome experience. I mean, we had a great time on the panel. It lasted a couple hours. Um, and it was awesome just to hear different insights from people and different perspectives and what they do in their industry of sports um, and, and be able to share you know, what I've learned so far. And um, like I said, it's just it all comes down to how can you really build and maintain that relationship with the athlete uh, long term. Uh, another co company was not obviously in the tech space as you are, but it's very similar as far as promoting athletes brands is a company called Open Doors. And obviously you're very familiar with it. Um, this, was there any similarities with Open Doors as far as promoting student athletes? Or would you say it, this is mainly different, just tech technological based with your uh, with student athletes you try to partner up with? Yeah, so very different. You know, I put them in the same category as an NAL marketplace, right? Which is for name, image, and likeness. So that's like a mogul, market price, influencer, all those other marketplaces. Um, they are a marketplace. They're connecting brands, athletes. You know, they are a tech platform in doing that, but, you know, they're di different because we are very Web3 focused. You know, everything that we do with our partners has to be dealing with Web3, with blockchain technology, smart contracts, metaverse, you know, NFTs, whatever it is. 
that's our focus. And so we're working with our athletes and our partnerships that we have, and we're helping them get results in those partnerships. So that's kind of our ecosystem. Um, we're actually building a mobile app that's 70% of the way done. That's going to basically be exclusive for our first athletes. So when they log in, they get all the education around the Web3, you know, in the sports tech industry, all of our opportunities, a way to communicate with us effectively. Um, there'll be some AI added on later on um, and, and more and more, right? And be able to see our podcast and other things like that. So really be able to have a mobile hub for them at their fingertips. And so, you know, when I look at Open Doors and these other, you know, um, marketplaces, they're doing a great job. They're connecting brands to athletes. We've utilized that. We're a brand ourselves. You know, I look at us as like a Web3 sports brand. Uh, we want to help as many athletes as possible. You know, we're not looking to just take on a small roster. We want to be helping thousands. Um, and that's really our goal is, is to be able to do that. Um, I, I agree with that completely. Um, and my other question I have for you is obviously there's a lot of there's been a lot of talk the last couple of years in regards to athletes promoting themselves with NIL, which is, which, like you said earlier in the podcast started two years ago. And prior to that, there's been a lot of sort of turmoil, if you will, between athletes trying to get paid for what they do. And there's been a lot of scuffle with them in the NCAA. What's your view on that right now with, um, do you think there's been some progress being made and if so, if not, what else do you, changes do you want to see currently right now going on? Yeah, I mean, I think on the high school level, it, it's got to be legitimized in, in more states. I would like to see it in all states. Um, but on the college side, you know, it's it's definitely progressing. You know, you see all these universities that are allowing student athletes to do it um, on the state level as well. So, you know, what I would like to see is is what I went back to earlier is just more tools and resources for the athletes to utilize. Um, but I'm, but I'm all for it. I mean, this is, you know, why I'm in the industry is so because I want to be able to help these student athletes go and monetize their brand um, and take advantage of it and actually have control of it. Um, and I think that's, what's really important because a lot of them might not make it to the next level, but if they can set up a strong foundation right now, it can help them start their own business or it can help them in their professional career. If they try to do something else or whatever they end up doing, it can help them and and add on to their career path of what they want to do after sports. Um, and I think it's it's so essential because a lot of them, you know, are, are playing their respective sport and they're putting in, you know, all these hours every week. But at the same time, they have their academics. Maybe they're working another job. I mean, there's a lot of stress. So if we can relieve that financial stress just a little bit from what we're doing at first to help them get more passive income through Web3 and, and more stuff like that, it can really make a huge difference in their lives. Um, and that's what we've seen so far with, with our small batch that have seen those results is it's really made a huge impact. Um, and we can do that on a bigger level now. And so I think that's what's really exciting is that um, it can really relieve that financial burden that a lot of student athletes have right now. Uh, I have two more questions. Uh, the first one I have for you uh, for the final two questions is obviously uh, there's been there's a lot of people that want to be in your shoes starting your own company and I, um, me in particular, starting this podcast is sort of an entrepreneurial um, hit, um, side hustle for myself. For anyone that's trying to be in your shoes, what's the biggest advice you would give anyone that's trying to start their own company, whether it's in the sports industry, technology base, or wherever? What's your biggest advice you would give to any person that's trying to be a startup company that's trying to start their own, his or her own company right now? 
Yeah, the biggest advice is is to just do it now. I mean, there's never going to be the right time. You're not going to have all the pieces aligned, you know, and all in order. It, it's there's never going to be a right time, whether you're in a startup company right now or you're or with a corporate company. It doesn't matter. You have to take action um, and, and really break it down. You know, you could be focusing on, on your side hustle and your you know startup business, maybe in 30 minutes or an hour a day every single day. And that's going to compound and add up and really take into effect of what you can create. Um, first started with an idea. We had to pivot a few times to get to where we're at. And there will still be more times to pivot and more things to adjust. And it's like there's nothing that's ever going to be perfect in order for you to start something. So you have to just go and do it. Um, just like you started this podcast, you probably just, you know, we're hesitant to do it like we were starting with our burst podcast. But once you started and you got more episodes, you got comfortable talking more, um, you know, you saw that this was, you know, translating into your an entrepreneurial thing, which you started. And, and now it's able to to really transcend into, you know, results of people listening in and, and getting more people on the podcast. Um, it's the same with any business. It's all going to start with just that idea and translate into that reality once you actually take action towards it. Um, because this is a sports podcast, I feel obligated to ask you this because you are a big Denver Nuggets fan and you're up three to two in the series. Um, how yes, you we are. About, how are you feeling about the team right now? Because uh, I think they're pretty scary right now uh, with the way Nick, uh, number 15's playing and with Blue Arrows playing and Aaron Gordon, KCP. Uh, what are your chances are of getting past this series and potentially – winning the Western conference. I'm hopeful. I'm excited. You know, I think from watching the game last night, you saw a lot of big people step up like, um, you know, you had Bruce Brown, you had Christian Braun, you know, at KCP, you know, obviously Jokic and Murray and, and they played their game. Gordon played their game. Um, but you have, we have a lot of depth right now. We have people that can step up. You saw Michael Porter Jr. You know, step up last night too. So it's like, we have a lot of pieces of, of our team that are stepping up and it's all paying off. And, and especially our defense last night from start oh, to finish. Phenomenal. If we can translate that same defense away in, in Phoenix tomorrow night, I mean, it's, it's, we're going to, it's going to be a wrap and we'll get to the, you know, the conference finals. And uh, I know you're a Lakers fan and if we're playing you guys, it'll be an exciting series, but um, yeah, I'm very, I'm very confident in the way that we're playing, especially after last night. Um, and it just has to be, you know, I know when we're away, it, it's a little bit tougher. Obviously, the crowds is different than atmosphere environment. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm confident in our nuggets to, to pull through and, uh, and get something special this year. Uh, actually, one follow up to that. Um, what this will be a rematch of the 2020 Western Conference Finals. What would you think about uh, my Lakers against your Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals? How great does that sound? Not trying to jinx my own series, not trying to jinx your series, but how great would that be? That that would be that be must see TV. It would be unbelievable. I know, and hopefully get back out into Denver for a game. And I would love to see my team in person. And um, yeah, no, I would I would love to see that happen. I mean, us versus Lakers is a great matchup. We just got to focus on now and, and get past Phoenix. You know, obviously, you know, with Booker and Duran and all those guys, you know, they have a great team and foundation. Uh, we just got to, you know, play our game. Absolutely. And uh, my end, I'm going to be on pins and needles watching the Lakers tonight. So we'll, we'll see what happens then. Uh, well, good luck to your Lakers tonight. It's going to be exciting. Thank you, sir. Grant Sapkin, thank you for joining the Off the Dome podcast. Um, keep doing what you're doing, man. You're killing it in the industry. And uh, best of luck to you, my man. I appreciate you coming on the pod. Thank you for having me on. Thank you guys for listening to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. Hope you're having a great day and good night and go get them.